following message is the word of God from Abiyokuta Believers Meeting. Be blessed. So it's a privilege to have tonight. We sent a word to him and we are glad that he's here tonight. In the city of Abiyokuta, for the first time. <laughs> With Jesus joy, let's welcome Apostle Michael Oro. Praise the Lord. Wow. It's truly an honor to be here. I want to sincerely honor God's servant, Mr. Shola Oshumakinde. For raising this tall platform for the Lord Jesus. I was telling a friend last week, I said, um, one of the obsessions of spirits is for worship to ascend to their realm. And when the spirit finds a man that can congregate men to raise incense unto him, then that man holds his stake in the realm of that spirit. And so today we celebrate you because your priesthood, the rod of your priesthood, have grown to a point where you can congregate not just few men but a whole city to bring worship to the Lord it's an honor to be here and I don't take it for granted I celebrate all the fathers of the land ministers that took our time to come share fellowship thank you for your love thank you for your brotherhood our strength is not in our individual anointings our strength is in our corporate alignment and when the body of Christ can be united, then hell becomes a ground of manifestation. <laughs> My friend, Pastor Daniel Olewande, <laughs> thank you so much. It's good to see you. I've been listening and been ascending by the sounds from God's choice servant and minstrel and today i had the privilege of walking into the atmosphere where she was concocting <laughs> you know i came into the service very heavy i almost told god servant please let me just talk for 10 minutes but there are atmospheres you step into and then something enters you <laughs> Celebrate God's servant, Victoria Orenze. <laughs> you are such a phenomenon. Great blessing. We honor you. We celebrate you. Thank you for yielding to the Lord. I know we've had a great time. My prayer tonight is not to say many things. It's just to say the same things that have been said. Because I know the men that came before me are accurate men. And they are more ranking in the spirit. <laughs> 
So I have to find what they said. If I can find one of the things they said, I'm done. I will go. I know you're already blessed. But there's still space for more, right? So if you're expectant, lift your hands toward heaven and talk to the Father.
one minute. Can you pray for one minute? Please pray in the Holy Ghost for just a minute. Forget about the minister. Forget about where you are. Find your place in the spirit. There is a height where you can hear God. Every man that encountered God met him at an elevated platform in the spirit. There are heights in the spirit. Can you find your place of ascension? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray you have heard so much tonight, but there is more. Maria to Fekali, Sazania Katash, Rakaporia Nataya. But please pay attention. There are some of you here, young people. There is a fire that is about to rest upon you. God needs men. That's why you came. You didn't come to hear a message. You came to be someone. You came to be someone for an assignment that is eternal. You came here because a spirit wooed you. You were wooed here. Saul was looking for his father's meeting asses. But in the spirit, he was with someone. Your steps were ordered. And as I speak now, the fire of the Holy Ghost is about to pick you out for your ordination, for your calling, for your destiny. Most of you will receive voices in the spirit. The comment to stir your nation, the comment to stir your generation, the grace to set your generation on fire. I release that grace upon you.
Thank you, Father. We give you praise, we give you glory. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Take all the praise. Take all the honor. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Can you just take calm for a moment? Some people are still receiving. Before we begin to share. Most times, it's not a message you are looking for. It's an encounter. And if you are not careful, the message might distract you. That's why we are sensitive to the movements of the Spirit. He can come through a sound. He can come through a song. He can come through an announcement. He can come through the sermon. But you must be sensitive. You see, at a certain time, the angel of the Lord went down and troubled the waters. 38 years is not the problem. It's lack of discernment. The problem was not 38 years. The man couldn't discern the moment of the Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Some people will literally sense fire, literal fire, burning them up. It's removing chaff from their elements. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Please sit down for a moment. Let me share briefly. You can play the keyboard for me at the background. I'm waiting for utterance. Oh. Please pray in the spirit. I'm waiting for utterance. I'm waiting for authorization. So river flow, river flow. Let it river flow. In your church once again, let eternity be seen. River flow, river flow, let eternity be flow. In your church once again, let eternity be seen. River flow, river flow, let eternity. 
overflow in your church once again. Let it on the Mariva Sekele Manush Elaria Fela Hasila Hadina Hajat Mantaki Baradu Seselai Marako Sefrena Halia Tatali Zazandra Kapaja Likailo Munde Danai Eliabu Randekina Maradia Ela Lavaya Santira Hobranashu In your church once again let it on it You see, when God began the project of man, there was a body in his spirit. The adventure of God in creating man was not another attempt. To exhibit or to explore creativity. When God wanted to create man, He had completed and perfected creation in the spirit. The Bible said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, creation was completed. There was no lack of creativity and competence so long as creation was concerned. And I have taught many times that before God began creation, before God was to be known as creator, there were many things God represented. Creation is not what defines or qualifies God to be God. Before creation began, he is existence and so God had many divine enterprises that he gave himself to apart from creation but when he made up his mind to become a creator and to begin to create he perfected creation in the spirit and that's why it's only in the spirit that reality can be justified that's why the Bible said Christ was justified in the spirit because perfection is not in the natural. It was in the spirit that God displayed his greatest competence. And I tell you, if you have an encounter with the spirit realm, you will not forget it in a lifetime. Because the natural realm is mundane. Reality holds sway in the realms of the Shamayim, the realms of heaven, the dimensions of Abba. That's where the foundation of reality is. And he completed everything about creation. But there was a movement in his spirit. He was compelled by love because he was looking for an object of intimacy. He was looking for a being that could come into his sphere and participate with him. He wasn't looking for a creature of power. My care alone is sufficient when you talk about power. He wasn't looking for a being of mysteries. Gabriel alone holds enough mystery that the earth can contain the 20 and 4 elders are representations of aeons that have passed in Abba those are council members that represent reality if you enter the realm of the 20 and 4 elders the totality of the mysteries of God is completed that was why when John ascended to heaven a strong angel proclaimed with a loud voice he said no man is worthy to open the books 
and one of the elders came to him and said weep not we have the secrets of God that thing you think is a problem has already been addressed he said behold the light of the tribe of Judah the root of David has prevailed so God was not in a bead or in a in an enterprise of creating another being that knows secrets God was just looking for intimacy he needed a being that can have relationship with him so when he created man he had something in mind even though the angels are powerful they cannot walk in intimacy with God because for you to walk in intimacy with a being you must be of the same class with that being that's why no matter how you love your dog you can't have intimacy with your dog because you are not of the same class no matter how you love a baboon you can't have intimacy with a baboon the class is different so when he created man because of intimacy what he did was that he created a being that was different from the angelic realm when he wanted to create man he said let us make man in our own image so I came to tell you that the being that you are seeing in front of you is a representation of God because God actually recreated himself so man is God conceived in flesh I want to talk to us about the sounds of heaven so you will know we don't we didn't just come to have fun we came because there is something that need to recalibrate our DNA the world system has taught us an alien civilization the world system has taught us another kind of living so we are beginning to change from what we were created to be when God created you what God wanted to do was to sit down and look at himself manifest through your life that's why I say you are a choosing generation a royal priesthood God's own special people God fought to showcase the excellencies of God so you were not created to succeed you were created to God you were not created to excel you were created to God you were not created to be powerful you were created to God so everything about you should define God in manifestation because he created himself you see when you are taught by the word system you become mundane the reason we need sounds from heaven is because of many things I will just talk about two tonight then we will pray because if you can hear what I'm saying you will just step into your reality it's not every time you need an impartation there are certain times when you walk in your reality that you become what an impartation cannot give to you because you don't actually impart a God the reason you need impartation is because you are a fallen man when you become a man of God you actually ascend when you need another dimension you ascend into light dimensions of light that's where you migrate into so you keep going high in the spirit and the more you ascend the more you enter new reality but you see the earth has taught us another syllabus so we pursue mundane things the fact that we pursue things to receive gratification apart from God is a sign that there is a vacuum in our soul that cannot be fulfilled the sounds of heaven they come to do many things the first is to recalibrate your DNA because when God wants to address a creation that has fallen from essence what God does is that he shouts shout in the spirit is a tool of creation that's why Victoria was teaching when she was ministering and she said when God came into the world that was full of chaos what God did was that light appear the Bible said in the beginning God created Barashit Elohim bara. what it means is that before the origin the originator originated but when the originator saw that what he designed was not consistent with what he created he came and he shouted light appear because when God shouts what he's doing is that he's recoupling the DNA of a being to come back to the original blueprint so when we come to the sounds of heaven 
We didn't come to just receive an impartation. We came to look upon the theater of heaven to find out what exactly he had in mind when he sculpted us. What is the dimension of Elohim that I represent? Who am I in the council of the Godhead? What do I represent? If you find it and that sound enters your DNA, you will leave the meeting and begin to walk in that dimension. So somebody can leave the meeting and suddenly you discover that his hand is a healing hand because his hand is a balm in Gilead. That kind of man is not looking for a healing anointing. He is a, an expression of the healing dimension of God. He has entered his element. So everywhere that man comes, healing takes place naturally. Whether it's a healing service or not, that is who he represents in Abba. But it will take a sound for that dimension to appear, for that dimension to become his dimension. There are certain men that will live here. Whatever they touch begins to work because whatsoever he doeth, it, he shall prosper. It's not to be prayed for. It is the man that makes it prosper, not what he's doing. So if that man sells pure water, it will prosper. If that man sells book, it will prosper. If that man sells matches, it will prosper. Because it's not what he do, it is who is doing what he's doing. But you need to enter your reality in the spirit to find out that it's not pure water business that make men succeed. It's not oil business that make men succeed. It's who is doing the business that makes the business succeed. Because when that man touches, whatsoever he doeth not oil business not petrol business not water business if he chooses oil business it doesn't matter if he chooses water it doesn't matter the law in the spirit is because this kind of being whatsoever he doeth it shall prosper but there is a dimension that he must see there is a sound that he must hear so that he can return to his elements and then he will know that he is not being saved he is the safety of the earth He's not trying to be careful. He's the caution. He's the safety of this world. But it takes a sound. It's beyond the Bible study. Sometimes that sound will come into your spirit even while you are sleeping. And then you wake up from your sleep. You say, I am a voice to my generation. And then somebody will look at you and say, who? I'm trying to see the person. You say, I'm the one. He say, you. <laughs> my brother, you know fit. And then you will laugh. You have not seen me. You saw the container. In 1 Thessalonians 4.16, when God finally came to consummate creation, the Bible said he will descend from heaven with a shout. Because when he shout, your elements will be altered. And you will put on your celestial dimension. So the sound of heaven come to reconfigure men into their original DNA. And your DNA is not a man after your biological father. Thank God for your father. Your DNA is a dimension in Abba. And when you find that sound, you may not even hear an audible sound because there are many sounds that are not audible. At least, physics have taught us that there are inaudible sounds, but they can create a lot of damage. There are certain sounds that if you are exposed to, your molecular structure will collapse. You will not hear it, but it's at a frequency. The same way when you hear the sound of God, whether audibly or not, it does something to your DNA. It changes you. And then suddenly the scriptures begin to come alive. And then you will hear in 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. He said, ye are of God. He didn't say you are from God. He said you are of. That means the substance of God is the substance of your being. So when you want to touch God, you don't need to go into heaven. If you touch a man that has entered this reality, you have touched God. That's why God sent us, he said, lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Because when you touch the sick, God has touched the sick. Ye are of. 
God. You will discover that everything a prophet tells you is a confirmation of who you are. You won't need a prophet for direction. You will discover that the impartation you receive is to activate the dimensions of God that are already in you. But if you don't know that you are of God, you will pursue things that are not lost. You will suffer things that are not necessary. And then you come to a place and then something begins to grow on your body and you lose your peace. You don't know that ye are of God. Things don't grow on your body. If you don't want it, you command it to go and it will go. Why? Because ye are of God. It's not because you memorize the scripture. It's because you have become the scripture. You heard the sound. You may hear a thousand scripture, a thousand messages, but if you don't hear that sound, you will be knowledgeable, but you will not walk in reality. And the proof that you have reality is not how much you know, it's how much you can overcome. He said, thou shalt know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So the proof that you know is not how much knowledge you have, it's how many things you can overcome. And the only time it can happen is when you become of God. It takes a sound for creation to be recounted. A man will remain in peri until God releases a sound. Because when that sound comes, that sound is not coming just to give him direction. That sound is coming to make that man of God. Look at yourself and tell you, I am not just Adebayo. I'm not just Micah. I'm not just Gabriel. I am of God. And because I am of God, whatsoever I do prospers. You will go home and you will go home with another audacity. Because you know that the envoy of heaven has entered home. So you will not be at home and you are calling everybody, please come and help us. No, we are the help of the world. You are not looking for everybody and say, please come and tell us what to do. We bring direction to the world. The foundation is that what? You are of God. You hear people today struggling, complaining, and then you wonder, who are you? What do you know? You don't know you are of God. So when conferences like this are put together, is to take us back to the cradles of divine reality and tell us that we are not mere mortals. We were created in the order and in the class of God. And so when God turned us, it opens your eyes. Some of you may not remember the message, but a consciousness will come into your spirit and you will just know that if I start, if God sent me to ministry, it must work. If God sent me to business, it must work. My family cannot fail because anything that is not permitted to happen in the realm of God can happen in my realm. Can I tell you something? The atmosphere of spirits are generated by spirits. That's why they carry their atmosphere. So if I come into my home with that atmosphere, I can command the things of the home to begin to work. If I come into my job with that atmosphere, I can command it to begin to work. But the foundation is I must know that I am of God. Most of us know men. Most of us know things. Most of us don't know who we are. So the foundation of our problem is a lack of our true identity in Christ. When sounds come, there is a reconfiguration. There is a re-engineering of your spirit man. And then you will realize that, come, I'm not just a lady. I love it when Victoria was talking with audacity that a son is not male or female. When God created man, he said, let us make man in our own image. The word is ish. Ish means a species. It's not male, it's not female. And that's why the Bible said, male and female, he made them both. So he made man, male and female. The problem is not your gender. The problem is that you don't know who you are, that you are of God. A sound must come into your spirit to let you know that you are not the victim, you are the victor. 
because you are more than a conqueror. It's beyond quoting scripture. It's an awareness. It's a consciousness. It's a realm that you walk in. But you see in our world today, when you begin to talk about the dimensions of heaven, people assume that you are being unnecessarily spiritual. They will even tell you that it's not functional. What you are saying is not applicable. But the question is, when you look at Jesus, how many ways did he live in natural life? When Jesus wants to go out, he walks on water. When Jesus needed more bread, he multiplied it. When Jesus needed money, he said, go to the fish, remove the goat coin from the mouth of the fish. Do fishes vomit coin? In what way did he need to live a natural life? Is your life after Dangote or your life is after Jesus? If your life after Bigate or your life is after Jesus, I'm not talking against the earthly principles. I'm not talking against, against patterns in the natural. But I'm telling you, your advantage is not just in the principle that you practice. Because that principle you engage, even the sinner engages it. What then is the advantage that you bring on the scene? What then is the edge that you have? You are hardworking. The sinner is hardworking. That means your results will be the same. But you are of God. How can you be the light of the world if all you have are the same principles that the worldly people are operating? You are singing the same way the worldly people are singing. You are doing the same promo they are doing. You are doing the same adverts they are doing. You are doing the same connection they are doing. What then is the edge that you have? There is something about you that even the angels look up to seeing. The Bible said the excellencies of God in Ephesians 3.10 will be made manifest to the principalities and power. That means even the angels are looking at us to manifest different dimensions of God that they have not seen. But here we are, locked into time, enslaved by the mundane world, regulated by the laws of this realm. And then we are telling God, help us. No, God is telling you, find who you are. Find who you are. Somebody comes and says, I can't get married. I don't know why. They say Habal is enchanted or rob something of me. Me, a Habal is rob something of me. A Habal is who is serving a spirit that is lower in rank. I am not just serving the living God. I am of his substance. And then the Habal, if I come close to that Habal, his charms will fail. I'm not talking about praying in tongues loud. I'm talking about an understanding of who I am. And when I come there, because I know who I am, the jealousy of God will be released to bring it to pass. Many times, because we don't know this truth, even the things we do are religious. That's why people can be praying and they hear a sound, they run out of church. Because prayer is a religious activity. They don't know that where they are, they are generating laws that will regulate the territory. They will run from the place of prayer. But the early Christians, when they are attacked and when they are threatened, they don't go to find out those who are big among them. They come to their own company and they begin to pray because they know that they are of God. So when they pray, they are energizing their spirit man. They are stirring the elements of God on their inside. And watch them. When they are done praying, the same thing you told them not to do, they will go back and start doing it a thousand times more. And then you arrest them, they tell you, tell us if it is better to serve man or to serve God. We know that you have all the powers that be, but we are no more mortars. We have entered something else. There is something at work on our inside that makes it impossible for us to be intimidated. There is something at work on our inside that makes it impossible for us to be, to be manipulated, to be oppressed. We know we are of God. And this man knew this thing so much that even in the face of death, they didn't relent and ask for mercy. Rather, Peter came to his crucifixion and he said, don't crucify me facing up. Turn it upside down because we don't die. We translate if Christians and believers we know who they are half of the world's problem will be solved why do you think people are so insecure 
They are afraid that if they don't take this bribe today, tomorrow things may be bad. Things are not bad for us. We have learned how to abound and to abase because we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. Jesus is not careful about tomorrow. He is just living today according to the dictates of the Holy Spirit and according to the, the requirements of Scripture. So long as he's doing it, it's enough. Why do you think there's so much politics even in church? Because we are looking for favor with men. We don't know who we are. If you know who you are, you will discover that crucifixion may be the channel for fulfilling destiny. You don't need the whole world to clap for you before you fulfill destiny. You don't need men to approve of you before you fulfill destiny. Everybody ganged up against Jesus Christ. Yet in ganging up against him, he fulfilled destiny. Because whether by the cross or by the resurrection, by the power of God, destiny was still fulfilled. Our world will not change until sons are born. People who know that they are like their father. People who don't call themselves Christian because it's a religious thing to do. People who wake up in the morning and they know, come rain, come shine. Whatever happens, God is with them. There are many people who are so scared, they can't even engage spiritual principles anymore. Tell them to give, they say no. It's not wise. But the Bible tells us, it said, sow your seed in the morning. Withhold not thy hand in the evening. Give a portion to seven. Give a portion to eight. You know not the evil that will come upon the earth. That means even if the foundation of the earth crumble, we will survive. Because we are not living on earth. We are living on the word of God. But you will not know it until you know you are of God. The sounds of heaven come to remove fear. It comes to remove ignorance. It comes to remove timidity. It comes to remove the vanity of this life and the vacuum that is set up in your soul to remind you that you are already full of God. That God has settled your matter. That God is no longer doing anything new in your life. God is just teaching you how to enter into the things that he has already done. Because everything that pertains to life and to godliness has already been perfected concerning you. The question is how much of it have you entered into? That's why Paul said, I pray for you that your, the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know. Because there is a wealth and a riches that you have that you have no idea about. If you knew what is available for you and to you, you will live 24 hours full of joy. There are men that don't know how to be afraid. It's not just because their father is a general overseer. It's not just because they can heal the sick. They know there is something they carry. They know there is something that is at work in them. They just know it. And when you get to that level, your life has changed. Your life didn't change because they gave you a million dollars. Your life didn't change because they gave you a billion naira. Your life changed because you realized that you have all sufficiency in Christ. And so every other thing that comes your way is a tool for kingdom advancement. Your life changed because you realized that in you is no more lack. That everything God is, is what you are today. That's why the Bible said that as he is. When you hear the way the apostles of old spoke, you will be amazed. These men spoke, you, couldn't, you, you can't even comprehend the things they say. A man says, concerning the resurrected Christ, not the Christ that went to the cross, the Christ that rose from the dead, that can walk through the wall, the Christ that can ascend to heaven. And he said, as he is. He says, so are you, not when you are raptured in this world. How can a man talk like that? What does he know? No wonder they said they wanted to kill him, they couldn't. They dragged him on the street, he couldn't die. They threw him in boiling oil, he couldn't die. When they saw that it was impossible to kill this man, they threw him to the Isle of Patmos. Maybe hunger will kill him. Even in the Isle of Patmos, he said, I was in the spirit on the last day. 
because they thought he was looking living in ephesus he wasn't living in ephesus he was living in the spirit and even though they took him to Patmos, the word Patmos means the island of my death but even in the island of death he said i was in the spirit on the last day and i heard a sound as of a trumpet as i turned he was in the throne room he was conversing contacting and communicating with celestial beings when that man comes from heaven you will think it's two days it's not two days he can be there for two years and when he comes back you say how have you been surviving we don't survive we are alive there are certain knowledge that when you have we don't survive they look at you and say how are you surviving i don't survive he said as the living father had life in himself so has he given to the son to have life in himself also and to whomever the son chooses to give i am full of life i don't survive i am life we don't know how to survive life flows out of us like a fountain and so come rain come shine things are working and then you are wondering how is it happening people will even rise up against you to destroy you the more they try to destroy you the more you excel and so the year of your greatest warfare becomes the year of your greatest promotion and then you say what is happening he said white men are cast down you say there's a lifting up because you are not an ordinary man men can be cast down but you are of god these are basics it's a believer's convention that's why i'm drawing your consciousness to something that is not just beyond i can talk a lot of mysteries i assure you but it's not just about the mysteries do you know who you are that's where you begin from as a believer what does salvation mean to you you are not just being saved from sin you are not just being saved from judgment you are not just being saved from from the messianic judgment he said for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him first should not perish but that's not the big news yes we have been exonerated from judgment we have been exonerated from death but here's the big news that he may have the life of god that means god came in salvation to make you like unto himself how can you sing and your song will not go viral how can you prophesy and your prophecy will not change the territory how can you preach a message and it will not bring transformation how can you pray for the sick and they are not healed when you are the life of god the same life god carries he put it on your inside that's what salvation is about is to make you become like unto the expression and the similitude of god but we know a lot of big things a lot of bogus things we quote them but we are defeated every day because we don't primarily know who you are we are we say it's a revival season there are many people praying every day for 12 hours which is very beautiful and if i had time i would have spoken about prayer but the person praying leaves the prayer meeting and the next moment is afraid the next moment is walking in uncertainty a guy just came out of 10 hours prayer and he said he doesn't know how it will work what have you been doing in the place of prayer the reason is because when a servant is giving hallowed things he will do nothing with it because he doesn't even know what it is but when a man who knows who he is steps out he knows that he's the solution of the world he's the light of the world he's the sort of the earth but many believers as basic as these truths are they don't know it so they are looking for more impartations every day apostle a imparted me apostle b imparted me apostle c imparted me and then heaped on their head is a thousand and one impartation that translates to nothing they receive mantus every day mantus of deborah mantus of katrin kuma mantus of alexander Dowie, mantus of aa allen and they carry a lot of mantus so much that the mantus become so heavy that the mantle fall them down when the sound of heaven comes 
it will show you that you are of God. And when you are of God, you don't need the title of an apostle to change your world. You don't need the title of a prophet to change your world. The Bible said women brought their dead back to life. These were ordinary widows. A point comes when they know who they are so much. They sit at home. If somebody dies, they bring the person there and they say, wake up. That becomes the ministry of widows. Not a generation where widows are coming and asking for bread. When you start raising the dead, everything you need, people will bring it at your feet. They brought their dead back to life. Today, when you talk about raising the dead, everybody quotes Benson in Dahosa. This man has gone to heaven for God's sake. Can we allow him rest? We are the next people that can raise the dead. We are the next people that can open blind eyes. We are the next people that can, can raise cripples from wheelchairs. Every time you talk, you either quote Benson Daosa or you quote Babalola. This man went to be with the Lord more than 40 years ago, 20 years ago, and we are still quoting them. Does that mean the earth is hopeless because they left? No, I am here. Thank God for Benson Daosa, but I have come. Peter said, according as it is written, they believe and have spoken. We honor God for their life. We also have in the same spirit of faith. We believe and therefore we speak. I'm tired of quoting Benson Dahosa. Me too, I want to raise the dead. I'm tired of quoting Alexander Dowie. Me too, I want to raise cripples. I'm tired of putting clips of patriarchs that serve God in their own generation. Will our generation be doomed? Or are we going to go back to heaven to bring them here? No, you are of God. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are the solution of the world. We don't know this. That's why we pursue things that are not lost. A pastor today is deceiving everybody just to receive money to survive. You. A businessman will need to cut corners to succeed. And then he comes to church with that vanity in his soul. No. The first foundation is for you to realize who you are. You will leave this conference with a new consciousness. You will thank God even for the guest ministers that are coming. But you will say we thank God for them. But I don't need 20 apostles to come to Abiyokuta for things to happen. Lord, I am here in Abiyokuta. Thank God for Jerieze who is coming. Thank God for Apostle Selman who is coming. But there is somebody else who is not an apostle. But he's walking the city of Abiyokuta. And very soon the world will hear. Very soon the world will know. I am a simple sister. I am 15 years old. I am not too experienced. I have not gone to Harvard. I have not gone to a Bible school in the United States. But I know that I am of God. And I have overcome them. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. For whoever is born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world. Even. You know, I love to emphasize basic things sometimes. Because when you do, people think they know it. But if you knew it, your manifestation will be different. That the manifestations are not there means you don't know it. I read two kinds of faith by E.W.K. I say, ah, I know all these scriptures. I know everything this man is saying until I heard his testimonies. That in his church, nobody dies until you are more than 78. If you die, he will wake you up. It's not a testimony. I'm, I'm telling you, it's not a testimony. When you die, he wakes you up. It's a normal thing. Hope you know when Paul woke the guy that fell, Eutychus, the service continued. They didn't stop service and say, hey, somebody has come from the dead today. It's a normal thing. They were just trying to explore the word of God. 
they were studying more the word of God. When E.W. Kenyon wakes you up from the dead, it's not a testimony. It's a normal thing. In his, in his church, there are services where they just command bones to grow out. They adjust people's bodies. They adjust hands, adjust legs. If E.W. Kenyon tells you you are blessed, anything you do must work. Even if the government stands up against it, it will work. Because of the level of power he commanded. But what was he talking about? Basic things. You are of God. You are the righteousness of God. You are who God says you are. No big mystery. But their life became a mystery. They stopped preaching mystery and they began to live mystery. So they don't need to come and tell you the mysteries that govern creation. When they come out, you will know how creation was created. Because when they tell the sun to stop, the sun will stop. When they tell the moon to stop, it will stop. You don't need him to show you the scripture, how they commanded the moon. You, you will see it. Because they knew they were of God. How much of God do you know you have become? That's why our journey in the spirit is a journey of transition. When I pray, I'm not praying because I want to set the record of 10 hours praying. I've passed that level. When I pray, I'm not setting a record that I pray straight for 20 hours. Thank God for that. It's a grace. And God gave it and we walked in it. But now when I pray, I want to transit. Yesterday there was this level of glory. Today I want to shift. I want more glory. I want more glory. So what I pursue is glory. I'm not breaking records of time. I'm trying to enter into more glory. And as I pursue glory, sometimes I'll be in my room for one week. And it's not enough. Because I contact things. And these things keep entering you. And when you enter that dimension, time itself is suspended. Because it's a realm outside time. And I knew what men pursued. A day comes when you walk into a place. And things happen on their own accord. And then you wonder what happened. Glory have increased. You don't need to tell people that God is real. Your presence is a testimony that God is real. They are struggling over an issue. It's not resolved. You come, you say it is done. And then the moment you said it, amazingly, it is done. Then they ask you, who are you? You say, I'm of God. Have you heard about Jesus Christ? Victoria said something. He said, our words should become little. Why our manifestations become great? It's when we know who we are. When you know who you are, nothing is a disadvantage. The crisis the devil throws at you becomes the platform for your manifestation. Most of the testimonies you read today that scare you, they were actually supposed, they were designed to end the ministry of the men you listen to. I heard the story of Benson Idahosa. He came for a meeting, three days meeting. The woman brought the child. There was no eye socket. The eye was flat. And then the woman kept insisting she must pray for the woman. I'm a pastor, so I know. When you insist like that, we will tell the protocol people to coordinate you. They will put you in a place where no matter how you try, we won't see you. And you won't distract the service. When we finish and we check and God has not touched you, we will go out through the second door. I know it. The guy preached the first day, nothing happened. Preached the second day, nothing happened. On the third day, he finished preaching, nothing happened. He now told them to close their eyes. He wanted to escape. In his own words. And then suddenly the woman shouted, My child can see. Now, when you read those testimonies, you think it's something you just come for service and say, Let it happen. No, they were being taught the ways of God. They were growing in it. They were growing in it. When John G. Lake was told, was contending with the doctors about the virus. And the virus couldn't 
affect him rather died in his hand and they asked him how he said i have exercised my soul in eternal life i've exercised my soul sometimes they sit on these things for four hours i am of god i see as god see i talk as god talk everything god does he has committed to me i can do the same i can do all things i heard pastor chris was meditating on how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy ghost and with power for more than three hours before going out for a meeting when they came to call him for the meeting the radar that his meditation created threw them off and nobody could approach him he forgot it because when he began to meditate he began to journey into those dimensions you are of god that's why paul said let your mind be upon these things most times we wander away we are troubled by the things that we should command we are troubled by the things that we should change and it doesn't matter for how long you have been in the kingdom it doesn't matter your gender it doesn't matter your title how much of life do you carry how much circumstances can you change who do you know you are i know you have introduced yourself to your world as a prophet i know you have introduced yourself to your world as an apostle i know you have introduced yourself to your world as a businessman i know you have introduced yourself to your world as an evangelist but do your world know that you are of god when they look at you can they trace god to you can they find your god in you if they can't find your god in you your christianity story at best it is religion because it cannot change anything the error has come for us to be awoken to our true reality we are not ordinary men we are not ordinary men the body of christ we have to mature into this truth that thank god for the principles we practice thank god for the covenants we engage but we are more than these principles there is something we carry there is something that we are and there is something that we represent when this revelation down on you many things that try to defeat you they will just fall on their own you will discover that you don't need to struggle with a lot of things you just show up and things begin to happen not because you are trying to get them done it just happens when you come because you came with the excellencies of god you are of god and many times it will take a sound to recalibrate you your home and your environment have taught you fear your environment have taught you uncertainty your environment has educated you in the way of sickness they told you that in Abiyokuta people don't succeed and they will give you a chronicle of the men that started like you and how they ended they will show you the many businesses that crumbled they will show you the many pastors that didn't go anywhere you are not like them you are of God it doesn't matter who succeeded or who failed I am of God when this truth enters your spirit you are ready to begin to live it means you have heard the sound of heaven because the only sound that can teach you these kinds of things they come from heaven earth will teach you fear earth will teach you anxiety earth will teach you uncertainty when you were five years old you started going to the hospital you started seeing people die so naturally you are configured to think failure but when a new sound comes into your spirit you will be bold to defy the status quo even when it's not working the bible said this once they stayed and continued in faith not obtaining the promise yet they continued they stood their ground until the worst happened they didn't change their confession there were many men that were hung there were many men that were butchered there were many men that were burnt there were many men that were crucified they never changed their ground they stood there Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego said we will not bow even if you throw us into the fire and our God does not deliver us this thing we have believed it more than ourselves it's too late to change our mind I would have bowed because of the things I've gone through 
I've seen friends betrayed me. They took away everything I had, but I refused to bow. I refused to think it's over. I refused to think it will not work because the one I look like, when the earth was in chaos, he came and recreated it. So it doesn't matter. I've not lost anything. I've just been given an opportunity to start again. And this time around, I will do it better because I'm of God. I come from a realm where things don't die. I come from a realm where things don't fail. I come from a realm where things are not destroyed. And things don't fail, not because something happened. It's because I handle it. Because whatsoever I do, it shall prosper. Are you learning? Is it too simple? You know, in recent times, everywhere I get to, people want me to just begin with mysteries. As you come, they want you to start talking about the realms of heaven and the shamayim and the angels. So they will be shouting. Who are you? You know, when I started, they told me that um, you have to be in a lineage of pastors to succeed. They gave me instances. This one is a fourth generation pastor. This one is a fifth generation pastor. This one is a sixth generation pastor. That's why they are doing what they are doing. And when I checked, my grandfather was a herbalist. <laughs> my father, those days when you offend him, he won't go to church for one month. He just wants to show you that he's angry. Nobody spoke in tongues in my lineage. How can I become an apostle? How can my voice be heard? Until the Holy Ghost told me that your life began at the resurrection. That your lineage is the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Your lineage are not the people that you are mentioning. He said you ended on the cross and you resurrected with Christ. So if you want to find out your priesthood, it's after the order of Melchizedek. I woke up and I said, I will change my world. I had no body. I knew nobody. I had no money. I just kept my faith. And I kept walking in it. I kept walking in it. I kept walking in it. The faith began to open doors. The faith began to create road. The faith began to open things. That's how Pastor Shola knows me today. This is one of my senior friends, Mr. Waters. They came from Lagos. When he gave his heart to Christ, they have not given birth to me. Many years. But when they say you are of God, your tribe will now connect with you. They are older than you. They are more anointed than you. They are more experienced than you. They just say, come and have fellowship with us. We are of the same company. This is where you belong. We are the God clan. We are the God clan. We change things. And then you will enter into a covenant relationship that is deeper than blood. Because you found a relationship that does not operate on the economy of blood. You are of God. When you hear that sound, you will take up the DNA of God. And you will carry a consciousness that affirms it. The second thing the sound does is that it provokes an outpouring. 
everything you believe and confess even if you read it in the bible sir it's a lie until the holy ghost validates it if there is no outpouring of the holy spirit on your life you will run into frustration you will decree things that will never happen and people will look at you and I, and they will say it's either what you are saying is a lie or you you are a lie so what validates your claim is the holy spirit the move of the holy spirit in your life but you see the holy ghost will not come until there is a sound every time there is an outpouring of the holy spirit a sound ascends to heaven when a man hears that sound even if it's in his bedroom something will come upon his life that thing that comes upon his life is the empowerment of god that empowerment can make a wilderness become a fruitful field it can make a fruitful field become a forest the increase that men enjoy in time is a function of the outpouring that is upon their lives so when you see a man walking in, in speed it's not because he can run it's because there is a technology of the holy spirit at work in his life then you look at him you say come people have done this thing for 10 years how come you are just three months in this thing and it's working there is a move of the spirit upon his life you see a man just begin to talk even if he coughs he goes viral he talks about his personal life he goes viral he talks stories he goes viral and then it's affecting his generation and then you come you say ah i can explain the bible better than you how come you are not teaching anything yet the whole world is following you there's an outpouring upon that man's life so anything that man does the generation is commanded to hear him you see somebody doing business you know obviously there are lapses how come this business is succeeding i know you violated this principle you violated this principle why is this thing working there is something you are not seeing there's an outpouring so suddenly fearful and vulnerable men that were so afraid that they could not even as much as step into their territory something happens to them in the upper room they were not announced in the stadium you know in our generation we want a gathering in the stadium so that the most ranking man of god will come and say come this is my son the lord told me last night that he will be the next apostle over this generation i bless you i bless you and then we will stand up and say things have changed that's beautiful god leads men to do that but the true announcement that happens to a man is not man's validation it's an outpouring of the holy spirit it can happen to you in your bedroom nobody will know you but when that wind comes upon your life they say as the wind bloweth thou listest not from whence it cometh or from whence it goeth so are they that are born by the spirit there is a movement that will come upon your life that even if everybody in your family and in your territory were against you there is an empowerment you will enter into that will be too bogus and boisterous for your family to clamp it down the whole world can stand against you you will still pull through and then they say what happened another element came from another dimension there was an outpouring on your life do you know why we struggle it's because the scarcity of the outpouring the scarcity of the holy spirit we know a lot of things and i assure you we know it our generation is a generation of knowledge when a small boy begins to talk for five minutes you will look at him and wonder where did he learn these things from what do you read who taught you the knowledge is too much but the manifestation is so meager a man can tell you all the mysteries of healing yet the blind will go blind the deaf will go deaf even headaches will not be healed a man can know all the mysteries of the angelic realm but the guy that has a little boy will go back with that boy a man can tell you everything about prosperity yet 
you are hearing it, nothing changes, both in your life and in the life of the person talking. Because they know it, but there's no empowerment. Until the spirit be poured upon us from on high, the wilderness cannot become a fruitful field, and a fruitful field cannot become a forest. I tell people again and again, doctrine is good. It is the boundary of our spiritual possibility. But beyond doctrine, there must be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Don't stand up and say, I know what it takes to start a church. You don't know. Don't stand up and say, I know what it takes to gather people like this. You will do it once and you will die of heart attack. That somebody is doing it in rest is because a spirit is empowering it. Don't wake up and say, it's easy to preach. Me too, I went to Bible school. I'm an orator. God is not looking for orators. Aaron was 10 times better than Moses in speech power, but God found Moses. It is the outpouring that makes the difference. So when a man wants to make a difference in his generation, there is something he begins to cry for. Oh Lord, I want more. I want more of you. There is a baptism that makes you become a voice to your generation. There is a baptism that makes you become a solution to your generation. There is a baptism that comes upon your life that defies your obvious weaknesses and brings you an inobvious empowerment that comes from the realm of God. That baptism comes when there is an outpouring. The Bible said the disciples were fearful. They were fidgeted and they were afraid. They locked themselves up. They couldn't come out. Church history told us they were there for 10 days, but suddenly an outpouring came. They were not just bold. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit is not just boldness. It's an empowerment that is beyond boldness. Because when they stepped out and they spake, the Bible said the men were pricked in their heart. That's not boldness. There is a transference of spirit. And they say, men and brethren, what shall we do? How can fearful men suddenly arrest their generation? And Peter will speak once without microphone and keyboard. And 3,000 men were added to the church. And he didn't stop there. The next time he spoke, he said 5,000 men were added to the church. He didn't stop there. The next time in Acts 13, 44, he said the whole city, the whole city. How can one man take a city? It must be by an, a function of a spirit that is not seen, but heavily at work. That's the spirit that makes the difference. He said Philip went to Samaria. He preached Christ there. The city was full of joy. How do you set a city on joy? Do you know what it takes to set one church on fire? Do you know what it takes to set one family on fire? How can one man set a city on fire? Because there was a sufficient outpouring upon his life. Let me tell you something. You have no disadvantage except for the lack of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Ghost comes, it doesn't matter if you were a stammerer. It doesn't matter if you were ugly. It doesn't matter if you were fine. It doesn't matter if you were educated. Thank God for all of those things if you have it. But when the outpouring comes, people will not see you anymore. Because that time, there is a new law in the Spirit. Know no man after the flesh find men after the graces that they command and suddenly you are the most ugly person but you are the choosing one suddenly you are the most uneducated person you are the most choosing one even if they use politics to put you aside things will not work until you show up and then people are wondering what is going on they say don't don't come up we don't want you to be seen they finish the whole conference they say come and take announcement and then you come to the altar and you say on monday there will be prayer meeting and the power of god falls meanwhile somebody just finished teaching on power but the power didn't come down. You just came to take an announcement and the power of God falls. And they say, what is happening? There's an outpouring in your life. You have heard a sound. That sound is what our generation is looking for because that is the sound that makes men become the sons of God. And until we come out with the DNA of God, we can't change our world. That's why we have many preachers. We have many churches. But they need that difference. We can't see it. Because very few have the move of the Spirit on their lives. There are many educated people. There are many civilized people. But there are few men that carry the Holy Spirit. There are many men that know how it is done. 
or how it should be done. But there are few men who can do it because it is the power of the highest that makes the difference. When a man truly understands how things work, he will never look at his credentials. He will find out, Lord, when will there be an outpouring? When the angel Gabriel came to Mary, Mary didn't spring out and say, I saw an angel. You don't succeed in ministry because you see an angel. He said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The power of the highest shall overshadow you. Then something will be formed on your inside. How much of the spirit outpouring do you carry? How much of the Holy Ghost have rested upon your life? You are not disadvantaged. You can be the one the world is looking for. You can be the next solution of this generation. You can be the next voice that will turn things around. It could just be that every apostle you have known just came to prepare the way for you. Because they have manifested, you are yet to manifest. But the question is, is there an outpouring on your life? It doesn't matter if you are young or old. You may be 50 years old, but it is now God wants to begin with you. I heard that Spiritwigus was started at 45. It could be possible that you are too young, but God wants to tell a parable to a generation through you and show the world that out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, he has ordained strength. So he's looking for underage people. But the question is, where is the outpouring? There is a sound that our generation need to hear. There is an outpouring of the spirit that need to come upon our generation afresh again. So that in addition to the many things we know, there is an edge we carry from heaven. You can talk to men in America. You can talk to men in London. Not because you are so sophisticated, but you have something that is not earthly. When you know these things, you will stop being afraid. until the spirit be poured upon us on high. I know the business is not working. I know the church is not growing as it should. The problem is not the business. The problem is not the church. What is your measure? What is your measure? Could it be that you ran out too quickly? Could it be that you are depleted but you have not returned? What is your measure? That's what makes the difference. There is a measure that will come upon you as a spirit of wisdom. And you will know like Jesus. He said he himself knew what he should do. There's a measure that will come upon you in the form of the spirit of might. And you will just do things and it will work. What is your measure? The Bible said Jesus received the spirit without measure. So even on the cross, things were happening. The man that pierced him, when blood and water came out, he said truly, this is the son of the living God. While he was yet dying, things were happening. He carried too much. He carried too much. Could it be that all we have is English language? Could it be that all we have is strategies? Could it be that all we have is how to organize things? But there is no outpouring. There's no measure of the Holy Spirit. That's what our generation is looking for. When the principalities come to gauge us, they will find out what is your measure? What is your measure? What is your measure? If you have enough, you are good enough. But if you don't have enough, even if you are ordained, you can't change your world. There are dimensions of God that must mantle our generation. I want us to ask the Lord now to increase our measure. I know you sing. I know you have a good voice. But what is the measure of the spirit you carry? I know you are a good teacher. When you open the scriptures, people are blessed. But what is the measure you carry? I know you are trusting God to raise you as the next leader over the city, over the nation. What is the measure you carry? There are spirits on every throne that swallow men up until you come there with sufficient measure.
What is the measure you carry? What is the measure? What is the measure? Tonight, the prayer is simple. Lord, increase my measure. Increase my measure. That's all. You just pray for two minutes and I'll pray for you. And I'll be out of here. Increase my measure. I told you it's not about what we do. You can see Sister Victoria sing and you want to sing like her. It's not the how of the singing. It's the measure of the spirit. You can see Pastor Daniel praying the Holy Ghost with fire, with energy, with power. And you want to pray like that and act like that. No, it's not how the prayer is made. It is the measure that he carries. What is the measure you carry? We need men that truly carry measures of the spirit. That walk in dimensions of the spirit. You will discover it doesn't matter what you are doing. The reason we are struggling to be seen is because we don't carry enough measure. You can be playing the guitar. And right there on the guitar, you will be the reason why the move of God will hit the beauty. You can be sparking in the choir. You are not even on the microphone. But because you joined your voice to the song, the angels will begin to walk. Because they recognize them. They recognize measures in the spirit. fire like rain let your glory fall like fire like rain let it fall like fire like rain let your glory fall like fire like the rain let it fall like fire, like rain. Let your glory fall like fire, like rain. Let it fall like fire, like fire, like rain. Let your glory fall. That I'll do in the next five minutes and we'll be out of here. Listen, you are not sick because sickness is powerful, you are not failing because the earth is too difficult. There's a measure of God that will come upon you that will swallow all your infirmities. I'm telling you. There's a measure that will come. It will lick up all your infirmities. You will know. Because it will be tangible. It will be palpable. I want to pray. In the next two minutes. For afflictions to be taken away. And then I will release an impartation. On a few persons. You can just be calm now. Please just, just be calm. If there is any challenge in your life, 
It's time for it to go. This one is by is by measure. Please hear me. We may not be able to take all the testimonies, but challenges are about to leave people. There may be a growth on your body. I beg you now, don't look at me. Just focus on Jesus now. I beg you. When we come to minister, our goal is to communicate the counsel of God. Especially when you are ministering when there are many ministers. If you are not careful, you want to do something. So we didn't come to perform. We came to bring you the counsel of God. There are people that their measures will increase from this conference. And the way that we know is by the outcomes of their lives. They will speak to things, things we obey them. And they will know that they have been shifted. And there are people that afflictions will leave them now. Father, in the name of Jesus, listen, the Holy Ghost have started ministering to people. And what he's doing now is that he's removing affliction from people. Please be sensitive. I want to manage time. See where this brother in white is sitting. One, two, three. There's somebody there that has a heart condition. There is this excruciating pain that looks as if something is being pierced into your heart. As I'm talking, the Lord may be ministering to people. Don't be distracted. Somewhere here, there's somebody with a heart. Con where are you? Please come quickly. Quickly, please come. Come on, come on, brother. Afflictions are about to leave. Where this brother is standing? You, brother, please, you. There's somebody around there. You have a challenge with your throat. It's like there's something in your throat that is causing excruciating pain as if I don't know what that is but it's very difficult you can't even swallow who is the person can you wave at me quick mama you are the one please come the Lord is healing people let me tell you when we talk like this it's because of what God wants to do there are things about to leave people's body mama come father in the name of Jesus Right now, I ask that you pour out your spirit upon us. Let afflictions begin to go. I command growth, get out of their bodies. I command chains, break in the name of Jesus. Bold contradictions in the name of Jesus be healed. Command ears begin to hear, eyes begin to see, blood infections be cleansed in the name of Jesus. I command the spirit of infirmity be bound, be bound, be bound in the name of Jesus. Come out of their bodies, ears begin to hear, eyes begin to see pains you are commanded to leave growth vanish in the name of the Lord Jesus thank you father thank you father that sister with a full hair where you are standing there yes 
there's somebody that has growth in the breast something like a growth causing pain there the Lord has touched you can you wave at me close to that sister that region yes sister you are the one come that thing has left you please no 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 please 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 stay calm stay sensitive to receive I don't have time I shouldn't even be giving words like this but it's to help your faith because sometimes when we don't scatter everywhere you assume nothing is happening you have a growth check it there's a pain it's gone there's somebody on this row where the speaker is like the first five row it's like you have a fractured bone around your knee I don't know if it was an accident when you move okay maybe you stepped into something like a hole and the, the bone cracked there have been a pain please come you have been healed come like fire like rain let your glory fall like fire like rain let it fall like fire In the name of Jesus, I'm hearing somebody here. There's a noise in your left ear. There's something like a noise. And it troubles you. Not you, sir. I, heard, I saw you put your hand on your ear. Somewhere around here, there's somebody with a noise. Close to where that camera is. There's a circumference there. In your, come, please, man. You have been healed. Like fire, like the rain, let it fall. I command every affliction in your body, whether ancestral, whether by witchcraft, in the name of Jesus, come out! Come out! Where this bow is, where these fans, these two fans are, I'm seeing somebody here. You have a urinary disorder. There's something that has affected either your urinary tube or something. Close to this fan here. The Lord is healing somebody around there. It has to do with your organ, or the intestinal organ or something. Who is the person? Please come, brother. You have been healed. Now hear me. Tell yourself you will not live here without a touch. The Lord may not call out your case, but you will not live here without a touch. In the name of Jesus, be made whole. In the name of Jesus. The Lord is releasing grace for wealth creation, the power to get wealth. Some of you are stepping into wisdom. You will know what to do by the Spirit. There is a dimension of wisdom that is coming upon you to get wealth. In the name of Jesus, take it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. On the second row here, just where Sister Victoria is sitting, on the second row here, the Lord is touching somebody that has a liver condition. 
just here, not far, somewhere here. There's somebody with a liver condition. If you are not ashamed, the Lord can heal you now. Please. Is there anybody here like that? Here, here. Please come. You are healed. I'm telling you, you go and check. Thank you, Father. Now, I just want you to check your bodies. A pain has left you. A growth has left. Something has happened to you. Listen, listen. Just, just check. If you have noticed a change, wave at me like this. If you have noticed a change already, quickly, quickly. Now, you want to run out quickly? You want to run out because God doesn't just want to heal you. Heal you. He wants to release that anointing upon you to take it to the nations. I'm not taking the testimonies. We're out of time. But your coming out is a testament against the devil. Quickly, please, quickly. I'm seeing somebody who is healed of a shoulder fracture. No, not you. I saw you do the sign. It's somewhere there. You had a fracture on the shoulder. The Lord has healed you now as I'm talking. Somewhere there, close to that pillar. Who is the person? Can you wave at me? I think your left shoulder, you can't lift it up. Are you the one, sister? Who's the person? Just wave if you are the one. You've been healed. There's a fracture on your left shoulder. Who's the person? Let me see you. Just wave. Are you the one? Are you the one, sir? If you have noticed the change, come. Somebody has just been healed close to this pillar of a fracture on your shoulder. Brother, are you the one? You had a fracture on your shoulder? Come, lift it up. You'll discover it's been healed. Now, if you couldn't walk before, please stand up. You have been healed. Sometimes we don't have to, we shouldn't pray. People should just walk in these realities. That's who you are. We have to pray just to help our faith. But that's who you are. You have noticed the change. Come. Huh. I don't know. I'm seeing at least three persons that have been healed of problem of indigestion. And they are mostly this side. I don't, your, your eat is like you want to throw up as if there is this gastric secretion that comes into your mouth. You feel so uncomfortable from around here. It's, a, it's, it's an issue with indigestion. Are you, who is the person? Can you just wait? Please run. You have been healed. You can check. These are people the Lord has already taught. Some of you may need to confirm by a test or something to know and to verify your heat. <laughs> Somebody had a short leg. You had a short leg. You, there's no balance in your walking and you feel a lot of pains because one leg is short. That leg just grew out. Wait, 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 wait. Let's not be lost in the shower. Who is the person? What, I'm, what I'm, I'm hearing is somewhere towards the back, around this region. There's somebody you have, you had, one of your legs was shorter. Brother, are you the one? Please verify it. Let's not falsify issues. You will notice that you are standing well now. The leg just grew out. Please verify it. Don't be compared to just answer. Your leg just grew out. Has he confirmed it? That the leg just grew up. Lift your hands toward heaven.
woman somewhere around there see where this pillar is go back like six to seven rows you are having excruciating back pain it's an arthritis condition this person is tiny her tie like that looks yellow yellowish in color you have been there's this excruciating pain of the back when you see it sometimes you can't even stand up I see the Lord touching that back and stretching it you are just being healed as I'm talking now can that person just step out just to affirm your testimony and to take it this person is fair in complexion you have just been healed it's a pain that I've lingered for long and it's not even just a lady I'm seeing a man too a man if you are there please step out you are wearing something ash please come you have been healed let your glory fall like fire like the rain now hear me just lift your right hand toward heaven let's be quiet now please there's an anointing that will fall on at least 25 persons. Ushers, I want to lay hands on them. I will hand over the mic and just be laying hands on them while God's servant rounds up. There's an anointing about to fall on at least 25 persons. Hear me. These ones will cast out devils. They will heal the sick. They will prophesy. And their voices will be heard. They will know that from this conference there was a shift. They will know at least 25 of them. Ushers, please bring them now. Power of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, touch. of the Holy Ghost.
the name of Jesus. I will just, there are three things the Lord will have me release on the young people here. Hear me. I will just say the three of them at the same time and release the power of God. Here, there is a grace that is coming on young people here to work hard. The spirit of laziness have overthrown our generation. Young people are idling away and wasting. Paul said, I labor more than them all. Yet not I, but the grace of God. There is a grace that empowers hard work. That grace will rest upon somebody. And there is a grace for mental, mental intelligence. Heightened mental capacity is resting upon some of you. You don't even know how to go about your studies. It looks as if you are daft. Every time the questions of life come to you, there is a grace for superior intelligence that will come upon you now. And thirdly, there is a spirit of utterance that is falling upon certain ladies in this place. You will just live here and something will happen to your vocal cords. You will speak the counsel of God. You will communicate the burdens of the Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus, everyone receiving that impartation from the left to the right, from the front to the back, to the overflows outside. Holy Ghost, touch! 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 Barakida Barakada Beredadana Sadai Baliata Enzozo Kapatalia Ragadadadina Sanda Barateke Ushers wherever you are You may not be an usher But if God is touching somebody Just get that person so they are not injured Thank you Father Thank you Father Thank you Father Those of you in the choir Can you just lift your hands the Lord wants me to release something on someone. I don't know why, but there's been a pool. There's been a pool. There's a fragrance of the Spirit that is about to be rubbed off on someone. And as many as I can receive, as many as can receive, in the name of Jesus, the risen Christ, touch! 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 Grace heaped upon grace. Grace heaped upon grace. Grace heaped upon grace. 